It will always be true hatred. Not even just the football side, the cities. When you're going in for every tackle, everything, it's like, it, bit, it means a bit more. This is The Word on Wayside, and today it's all things rivalry. We'll be looking into the depths of a tiny way derby to explore the deep connections for centuries this game has had. We'll be speaking to coaches, hearing what players have had to say, and listening to fans, ourselves, to tell us just what the game means to people. We'll also be taking a look at the Newcastle takeover just to wonder whether things can ever be the same again between Newcastle and Sunderland. I'm Nathan and I'm joined with Paul and Kieran on today's episode. It's an open floor, so let's get started. Well, I'd just like to touch on your first point about the Newcastle takeover impact and the what would be the word the impact of the derby because now you would assume the gap between the two teams is large and it's only going to get bigger does that take away some of the significance of a derby uh, I don't <clears throat> uh, maybe at the top level it does but obviously you know that the under 23s under 21s the some of the Newcastle playing the same Premier League 2 side right now and we saw the clash against them a few weeks in a really contested game where it was a last-minute draw from a Sunderland goalkeeper goal, Keeper. which you can't write those things in it, especially in a derby. Like yeah. nothing really beats that, does it? It's end to end, not the end. Getting a draw somehow. Of course, mate. Um, such an imbalance, though, isn't it? Like Newcastle, the back with the Saudi Arabian sovereign investment fund, such a lot of money in the process, and it just feels like Sunderland are going to take years to even have to catch up. It just won't feel the same again. Like, ten years ago, you had six in a row, and some fans obviously gloated that, rightly so. These days, it'll just feel a, a shell of its former self, and I know we're separated by 30 miles, and the intensity's always going to be there, but the takeover just feels a bit cheap in the long run, unless Sunderland can really get themselves together. Uh, how long is it going to take for Sunderland to even reach the level of Newcastle are now, though? Like Sunderland, Sunderland, I don't think they can ever reach it. Sun, Sunderland look like a mid-table championship team, and in my opinion, I think they'll stay that for a long time. I don't, I can't see Sunderland getting near promotion back to the Premier League unless they have a massive influx of cash. Or well, to be honest, with the state they are now, you're saying they're a mid-table championship side. You've got to remember, in the championship, they are the youngest squad in the championship. So having all those young players, if they can develop in the mid-table right now, who knows in a good few couple of years when these players are most like 20... They're only like, I think I have... I was looking at the starting 11 the other day and there was like 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 21-year-olds. Give the time they're 24, 25. Could they have them right up there, the top of the championship, pushing them into promotion? We could see them back in the Prem. But for the next couple of years, I can't see them being in the Prem. I think the only way we get something, a Newcastle player something, would be in a cup tie. Well, it nearly happened, didn't it? It, it didn't ne- happen. nearly happened uh, last night. We were one ball away. But your point on, on Sunderland, I would, if you, that owner's model is the thing that worries me. Like They've said they'll happily they'll move players on when it's time to go. So they're looking at like sort of a Mike Ashley model. Mm-hmm. Buy for cheap, sell sell for a lot which is so, some Sunderland fans are saying that oh that's fine we understand the position the club's in we want to make money but are they ever going to progress with that model do you think Sunderland are playing the long game like 10 years ago they won the Premier League for a good few seasons like a really good spell they've had four seasons in League One just nearly promoted now I just don't think Sunderland fans a really in touch with reality, if you get what I mean, with where they could realistically fight for. Like I know they're hoping for the Premier League for Derby days, but it's an it's such a lifetime away from them at the minute. 
like they are a newly promoted league one to championship side like yeah. it's going to take time and maybe they do need to trust the process that Kirill and some of the board have put into place whilst yeah. brushing aside any thought of playing Newcastle or at least competing with them like these two I, I think Sunderland fans are a bit spoiled like I, I, I think throughout history they've always been less than Newcastle like if, you've got to go back to the 1930s for when Sunderland were winning leagues Sunderland fans go on and say oh, I've got more league titles than Newcastle but Throughout the last like thirty forty years, there's only been one proper established Premier League team playing in Europe, etc. Sunderland had a few years where they played in the Premier League, and now the now they're back down, and the club's going through a bit of a rebuild at Sunderland. But Newcastle are the completely a rebuild times a million. Well, I have to say uh, the contrary. That I think Sunderland over the well when I was growing up, I feel like. Newcastle did have a few seasons up in there, like when we got ended up getting into Europe for the sixth place. That was apology. That was amazing. But I feel like with Sunderland, like I'm not too sure if it, if I, if we look at it, uh, the factually things. But I always felt like they were always somehow finishing above us in the table during those like the, the like the the ten like the the twenty twelve like around those like season type thing. Other than the getting in the Europe, I always felt Sunderland was like a mid. Like not mid table, but like lower part of the mid table. Like they're yeah. finishing on the thirteen, fourteen, scrapping around there. And I feel like Newcastle was just a few positions below. So I feel like they did have a good few seasons of be finishing above us. And as far as the derby goes, I was speaking to one of the under twenty three players, Michael Spellman, who played in the Newcastle Sunderland game, and he was mentioning about it does feel different to play in Newcastle even at the under twenty three level still, compared to playing like you know if you're going to play Wolverhampton as they did the other week, it did feel a bit. Uh, I did feel a bit different. It felt more tense. Like every every scene, like almost like every when you're going in for every tackle, everything it's like a bit. It means a bit more. And Michael's a Newcastle fan, so if you're a Newcastle fan playing for Sunderland in a derby, closely contested game, last minute winner, it's like your emotions are all over the place. And the even when the when the derby seeming from the into the younger players, they've grew up like watching the of derby, obviously, but they haven't managed to. They won't have to play in it anymore because when they go up to the when the under-23s get pushed into the first team, they're not going straight in a play Newcastle because of the lower leagues, but to know that they still have the fight and they want to beat Newcastle every single time to play them, as the older, uh, as they did a couple of years back in the same league, it's it's good to see that some still really value this derby and still want to get one over Newcastle. Yeah, I think you're right on the perspective point. Like Fans who are younger, grown up, they will have no idea about what suddenly Newcastle used to mean. Like We'll have no idea about what the derby used to mean even in the nineteen nineties. Like you saw the nineteen ninety season, I think Sunderland won in the, the playoff semis to not to not Newcastle out. It was crazy and we we just weren't there to experience it. But I know the clubs have had different trajectories, but the impact the derby has, I don't think that's ever gonna change, even if it's cheapened by the likes of the takeover. So for example, when the uh, fixtures come out, you are always looking at the derby, Newcastle, Sunderland, home and away. You plan your life, you plan your season around the derby day. When derby day comes around, the media's been shoving it in your face for weeks. You just want nothing more than to beat them. And when you lose, the city's dead the night after. You saw the riots when the Newcastle fan punched the horse, like, for example. It was crazy and mental. And 
I just don't think it's ever going to be like that for a while. They'll always be hated, though, won't yeah. they? They'll always, like, even now, you see, even though teams are in separate leagues, like, Sunderland absolutely love it when we get beat. And they, we love it when they get beat. And anyone that <laughs> says otherwise is lying because you always look. It, and I'm speaking for myself anyway, but I've, I feel like everyone's the same. That's a diehard Newcastle or Sunderland fan. They'll always look how Newcastle or Sunderland get on. Definitely. On the opposite side. They'll always look and they'll be like, oh, get in. The Backham's got beat, sort of thing. What's it? And uh, when we're talking about what it means to the fans, <clears throat> like the younger fans won't get it. Like, never know like how much it actually meant for those fans in the time. In the 96-97 season, there was a thing where Newcastle and Sunderland fans weren't allowed to go to the away games. So the home games were strictly Newcastle fans. The away games were strictly uh, a stadium alike. They were strictly Sunderland fans. So when the fans aren't able to go there, that that's shown because the police were actually got, got the both clubs involved and they said that they were scared for the outbreaks, what would happen. So... No one had, like that's how much it meant to the fans back then and not being able to see that now, you haven't seen that. How many years have they not been in the same league now? I think when Sunderland last year in the Premier League is when Newcastle were in the championship and then they went up, we the, Newcastle went up, Sunderland went down, it's like they haven't played each other for a good few years now. We haven't seen that rivalry in a, quite some time now. But yeah. that's how that's how fierce it used to get, like back in the nineties, as you were touching on before. Ninety six, ninety seven season, they weren't even about to go to each other's stadiums, the fans. Sure, but on your point there, you say we haven't played them for years. Like when we played them in the Papa John's Trophy, the under twenty ones, literally you couldn't even get a ticket. Newcastle and you couldn't get a ticket. <laughs> like it just shows how much people still care. It was our, it was our kids <laughs> playing Sunderland first team, which was one of the exactly, most mental exactly. Nights. I think that's why Sunderland fans, especially, are so insistent to one up everything on Newcastle. Not just because of the history point like you mentioned earlier, but we haven't had that feeling for a while and we just want that back. And it's so hard to try and get it back when the clubs are in such a different place. But hopefully one day in the near future, maybe for the better of the North East. I don't know if you'll agree that having two North East sides in the Premier League is a good idea. Well, it's definitely for the better of both it clubs is. in the Premier League in general. Like <clears throat> When you see like the... Uh, when you what what do you think of the big derbies? Who do you think of? Do you think of you think of the United Liverpool? You think of like the North London derby, th- things like that. But you also think of, like none of the f- you never see the fans like obviously you see them cr- clashing on like social media and stuff and like but like when you see like Glasgow Rangers things like that, those fans like they really they really despise each other. And I feel like that's the same with the Sunderland Newcastle fans. Like when their games are playing each other, you you see each other out the side of the stadium. It's like they just want to like. They want to start fighting with each other. They want to argue hatred. everything. True, true hatred. It is true exactly. hatred. It will always be true hatred. Not even just the football side. The cities. The cities are very, very similar, but polar opposites at the same time in a crazy way. And I think only people from the northeast would understand what I mean by that. No, definitely. Like touch on that. Where I live in, I live in Newcastle. When I told my mum I was going to go to Sunderland Uni, she had something to say about it. Exactly. She's a Newcastle fan. It's like. I'm like, it's only like, it's only 40 minutes on the train. It's like, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. She's like, oh, are you going to Sunderland? Like, oh, this. Like, and she's like, next, you're going to be wearing a right and, red and white top. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to the, I'm just going to the unis. But yeah, it shows like how much people like. It's ingrained in people, like through generations. Like, we don't like them because they're from there, sort of thing. Like, we're going back hundreds and hundreds of years to like the English Civil War for when Newcastle Sunderland started hating each other in that way. It's yeah. crazy just to know about the history and how that's bred into today. Like, because we live in a little bubble, I think, in Tyne and Weir, because there aren't any major cities besides us and Sunderland. 30 miles separates were, but we're just completely different in our mentalities and everything is just so different. We are, massively. Yeah, I think that covers everything, yeah? yeah. Big thanks, Paul, big thanks, Kira, and everyone who's been a part of making 
podcast possible. If any of you have anything you want to say, get in touch with Spark or the Word on Wayside. From a black and white, a red and white perspective, any thoughts, would love to hear them. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.